So by being here, you are getting recorded on a podcast. You're getting paid out for a split. This gets minted as a music NFT. And then um, we can continue the experiment going of universal basic income, getting people paid out globally every single week to experiment on what it might look like to empower a community, minimizing or lowering the income of the individual creator, but maximizing the overall size of the pie by empowering more people to potentially be able to have a cut, whether that's through collecting or being inside of a space or any action that the creator might find valuable. We can make large splits for large projects or small splits for smaller projects and continue to iterate with UBI. And so, Watcher, I don't know if we've gotten to talk yet. Paperham Poppy would love to chat with you as always. He's already bounced. But feel free to request and come on up. Um, I'm just doing a little bit of journaling over here on potential impact. And I'll probably ask Steph in a bit, but I know that she's doing other stuff. So I'm trying to not. I like to give you your space. It's nice that you're here. And uh, we just got Satan and you're gone. Oh, my goodness. We got the Meaden crew. And we, oh, paper hands already. We got speakers up. Steph's running this space. Wow. Okay. Our, and Columbo. Every, this space just got hot really fast. All right. Watcher, we've got a hand up. Welcome to the stage, my man. Welcome, welcome, GM. GM, everyone. Um, I'm just coming up with some questions because I've actually seen a bunch of your tweets about this project, and it, it, it seems really interesting to me. Um, so I just want to kind of like use the time I have right now for you to to clear up some of my questions because I probably didn't read all the, the tweets. Um, so let me let me start off by maybe recapping what I do think I know. Um, you're doing a, 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 a you're dropping a music NFT every week um, for 2023. You're splitting the proceeds of kind of like each music NFT with um, so like 500, 800, like a lot of people. Um, that's for sure. Um, and you're doing it kind of as a as a social experiment to to see um, if kind of like other people can get paid off. Um, these splits or music NFT specifically, or what exactly is kind of like the the intention behind this project? I was uh, typing that out in the comment as a question. Great recap. Great recap. Um, Just to, yeah, one, we're shipping a music NFT every week. We're splitting the proceeds with over 500 people. Most of these are my collectors. I've got 515 unique collectors from every NFT I've dropped over the past year. And so if you've ever collected a music NFT from me, whether it's the one that I just dropped today, uh, which should be pinned to the top, or any of the music NFTs I've ever dropped in the past, you're going to get paid every single week throughout 2023. Every single penny I earn is going to go through a split and get paid out to you. If you're in this space right now, I should have pinned a tweet to the top. Uh, that's asking you to reply with your ENS or your Ethereum address. If you're here and you reply to that, you're going to get paid. I will usually stagger the splits. I've been staggering it, uh, the creators of the song. uh, So myself and one other collaborator get about 20%. And then the people inside of the space, I split between the hosts. I split about 10 to 20% with the people that are hosting as well as the people that are speakers. And then if you're just in the space listening and you don't really contribute to the conversation, um, even if you throw up emojis and you don't feel like talking, if I see you throwing up emojis the whole time, that's 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 contribution. And so I'll give you in that that bigger split. And then listeners, I'll divide up the rest with like two to five percent. It's a lot of emotional waiting that I put in. And then the other 70 percent of the split, I split amongst the 500 collectors. And so uh, that will usually end up giving most people like 0.2 percent of the overall split. 
And so your question is like, why, why am I doing this? Is it a social experiment to see if we can get other people paid or like, what is the intention? My intention is so thinking, thinking of a decentralized community, like a spider web or like a mycelium network of mushrooms or like a connection of plants, you've got a lot of individual nodes. Um, but sometimes those communities can go dormant in a cold cycle or in a bear market where there's not a lot of fresh energy being pumped in. And so some people aren't earning, they're not getting the water or the attention that they need in order to thrive. And so this experiment, if you think of all 500 of those people as little nodes in a spider web, think of each drop that I do every week as a fly flying into that web. And they might be small flies, they might be like nine matic each week, but each week the web vibrates. And when the web vibrates, all 500 plus people get a, a small tiny drop that says, hey, Web3 still here. You're getting paid. You're not doing jack shit in this industry and you're still earning money. Hey, how? And then if you have, if then if like one, you don't need to do anything. There's nothing you have to do. I'm not asking anything from you. You don't have to take any action. You can totally forget that I exist and you're still going to get paid every week. Um, but if you do care, you can start to look into it and you can see, oh shit, like this dude's giving away a lot for this community. He's paying people in Latin America. He's paying people in the US. He's paying people in Europe and in Asia. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. I like the music. I collected the NFT. Let me reshare that. And so when you reshare this or when you buy the NFT, you're helping to fuel the universal basic income. I'm not promising to pay all your bills. I'm not promising to give you anything other than this is an experiment that I'm running. If you trust me as a creator, you can trust that I'm going to be doing this every week. And if you think that my art's good or my ideas are good, um, like it, it doesn't really matter if you think my ideas are good or not. Like this is what I'm doing. Last week I was able to earn nine Matic. And so like the data shows you're going to get paid a very low amount. It's not going to be a lot. But what, what does so the theme of this episode is potential impact. Thank you for inspiring this a little bit, Watcher. Wow, we've got Weed in the audience and Joey Lim. Joey's one of my favorite designers building out public assembly and Weed, I've been wanting to partner with you. And we've even got, the, wow, you guys are really cool for being here. Watcher, throwing the question back to you, in terms of potential impact, hearing me ramble a little bit about the intention and the goal, what do you think might be a potential impact of this? Does this feel like a weak experiment? Do you have any suggestions for how we can increase the potential impact? My goal is to maximize this to impact people all around the globe. Because like, think of how hard it's been to do UBI on a government level. Governments don't do it. And if they do do it, they do a poor job of it and it screws over the economy. I'm a and meanwhile, we can ship to people all around the world I was able to pay people in Colombia, in Argentina, in the US. I didn't have to ask a central government to allow me to do it. I didn't have to get a permit to wire money across. I just gave everybody money without permission, showed up in their wallets. Like what my, the question for this week is, what is the potential impact of doing an experiment like this, even on a small scale or on a big scale? Watch your, and any thoughts to throw back to you? Yeah, so I think first of all, the impact that that that's very clear and that's kind of like independent from the 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 success of this project at large um is the fact that kind of like people can experience that money flows a lot more freely in web3 as you just explained right and we have these kind of like new set of tools um that allow us to even kind of like share and split money um from our creative work with people around the world i think that's the one thing like the one um, outcome that's guaranteed right uh, no matter if kind of like the the, pro the project itself turns a success or not um what i could definitely see in terms of impact is is two things um the first one is obviously kind of like you can make an impact on on, on everyone's individual situation even if it's not a lot of money right especially kind of like in countries like latin america um or other kind of like developing parts of the world where 
um, maybe even a few cents, right, or 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 a dollar over the whole year um, might make a real difference to their lives. Um, but on the other hand, something that I'd love to maybe see if 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 you can integrate that is not just kind of like people being um, receivers of of a split, but maybe also using the opportunity. Um, to educate some of these people who kind of like get a split and and show them, hey, this is not just something that I can do, right? And I think that's your intention. So I don't even want to say that's not your intention, but this is not just something that 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 Sweetman can do. This is something that you can do as well. Um, and um, this is how I'm doing it, and this is how you can get started yourself as well. Because what I always see is kind of like the the best outcome is not just kind of like passively showing people how it works, but actually like them getting some, something out of it in terms of like I can do it afterwards myself um I think that would be another great impact that you can make with this project um because you can reach a lot of people and show them kind of like how much good you can do um by putting things on chain and I think that's very inspiring and if you combine that with um some 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 great tips and tricks for people um how to get started I think that's the the perfect setup to to make some some really great impact um in people's lives Agreed. Agreed. My biggest goal is to be a model because, again, I'm not a good musician. Um, I'm not going to earn a lot of money on my drops, but we've got Dragon here. We've got Weed the Wizard. We've got Columbo. We've got Steph Guerrero. We've got Paperham Poppy. Nico runs New Festival Token down here in Buenos Aires. I'm going to see him at a, an event tomorrow in Porto Madero here. So, like, y'all know how to do bigger drops. And what does it look like if y'all do this? What happens if we 10x or 100x the amount of money that's coming in? What happens if you made it a smaller split instead of it being 500 people? Like my version of this experiment is just one. I, I love that idea watcher of like letting people go and paperhand. I'm glad you got your hand up because last week I think was the first time we talked about it. You weren't on the split last week, paperhand, but for this week's split, which just got paid out, you were on it. You were on the space last week. You were a speaker. So you got, I think one of the largest percentages on this past week's split. So first question, have you seen the money in your wallet yet? And then throwing the same question to you, like any thoughts on the potential impact this has had or could have for the music industry, kind of doing more of this universal basic income at scale? Holy shit, dude, you're dropping nuclear questions on me. Okay, so firstly, I have not seen uh, the, I have not seen it yet. I haven't even, to be honest with you, I haven't even checked my wallet uh, this morning. I've been just running around Texas and starting to freeze. So everybody and their mama is freaking out. So. Uh, it's kind of a hectic day, <laughs> but it's all right. It's just some Southerner uh, shit. They're going to get used to it at some point in their life. But, uh, yeah, I think it's very interesting because um, this is a very similar model to how OC uh, works. What we do is we do the equal splits on the tape, right? So uh, the last the last tape was 22 artists. This tape is... Oh my God, they're going to tear my fucking head off that I don't know the exact amount of artists on it, that's on this next tape, but it's like, but it's over 30, right? And we do an equal split, right? So even if people, even we take an equal split, the chaperones take an equal split to, you know, an artist that might just do one verse on a song, like, and it's crazy to navigate. Um, there definitely is a difference of opinion uh, that does exist. Uh, but it is something that I found a, almost every single artist, you know, found some heads, found a way to make some headspace with the funds from the first tape. 
Um, we're going to do a little bit of a different drop sequence, uh, drop strategy, excuse me, uh, for the second one. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with more artists this time. But I think that personally, we've had this conversation about um, the artists, right? Just the creative side of it. Uh, not necessarily the consumers side of it, but we've had a conversation about the, the creative side of it. How many artists on one tape, uh, you know, does it take for th that that split to become to lose its efficacy, right? Uh, to lose its impact, um, you know, on, on the overall, like what we could do, right? So if there's, uh, you know, 200 artists on a tape and you get, you know, you know 400 sales, you know what I mean? At, at 0.05, everybody's going to have to chop that, chop that down. That number's going to be very small versus having 22 artists or 30 artists or 40 artists on a tape. Um, so... I think that the impact can be real because a lot of a lot of the artists from the first tape, th this was their first time ever getting paid for their music, right? So it, it not only it not only is okay. Excuse me, sorry. One second. All right, we got drive through intermission. You back? I'm real. Give me two seconds. You got this. We got a couple second of intermission while paper hands out there. We're talking about social impact, setting up the room, potential impact of universal basic income. Paper hand poppy is currently talking about the outsiders collective version of this. It's really cool to see the role models of bigger collectives that are already shipping uh, universal basic income or splits on a large scale. Other side collectives, a great example, headless chaos. These are projects that are actually getting musicians paid in meaningful ways that are more than like nine Matic. These are actual examples of collectives that are dropping. Paper hand, we still got you through the drive-thru. Are you ready to pick back up? All right, paper hand still in the drive-thru. We've got Dragon in the audience. Dragon, you're up here to speak. This is the first time I think I've seen you in one of my spaces. Um, welcome up, my man. I don't know if you're in a place where you can talk. How are you doing today? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know if you hosted spaces till now. So this is, this is a new one for me, but, um, I, I do appreciate this. Uh, the, the, the subject matter intrigued me a lot. Uh, because like when you talk about universal basic income, I always like wonder like the logistics behind it. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like, this is like, I, I'm just going to be rephrasing a lot of things just to like get my understanding of it. So it's like, you're, you're, you're essentially like rewarding attention based off of mints and then rewarding those people that reward that attention. Is that pretty much like the assumption that I'm in with, with how this is going to work or like. Maybe rewarding attention. Um, tell me more what you mean by rewarding attention. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like you, you're, what I'm noticing is that like we've both uh, been like approaching the same problem, but like you're you're doing it more on chain and I'm doing it more via group chats, via um, minting, via whatever. And so it's like it's it's really interesting, like seeing the same problems being tackled in different ways. So it's like, um, can we attach monetary value? Can we attach uh, payment? I, I see that paper hand has his hand up. So I think he's ready to talk. Well, go ahead, so finish, I'm... Go ahead, finish. I, I really want to hear what you got to okay. say. <laughs> um, so I, I was, I was just 
gonna wrap it up, but like I, I'm I'm just really curious about like how how that's gonna make a different type of environment when you you have um like let's say you have a Twitter space that's popping and you have like a thousand people and it mints out to like um I don't know how many, but like doing those types of types of splits with like more and more people, it'll just like deplete over time or who knows, like depending on how the mint goes. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, this is just like a new thought that I never really thought about with like on chain attention. So it's, it's just something that I'm wondering if I could, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just an interesting thought, thought experiment that I think I, I like that you started. That's all. Go ahead and paper hand. Hey, sorry. I'm, I was picking up some groceries, and of course, like, she came out to the car, right, as I'm fin- finishing my well, getting into my thought. But, um, yeah, I, I think it is very interesting, right, because, like, there's I, – I believe there's a lot of different ways to tackle this. Like, um, it doesn't have to be where one person is making the impact of, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of fiat or currency or whatever it is, like – like this is can be at, at a smaller pool of people. Um, I, I do think that there's been a couple of different ways that some people have tackled it. Like uh, uh, I think Jaden did it once or a few times actually where he did like the, 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 uh, the space where people could, would come up. It's like, the, it was like the trading space. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but like basically, you know, they were like, people were donating money to continue the, the space to continue to go and they would pick up NFTs that people are coming up to like kind of share like their own bodies of work. Um, and I think that that's a similar strategy. It's not the exact same because you're splitting royalties up. That's like, it's, it is a kind of a different uh, way to tackle it, but I do believe that in some capacity, okay, you have to kind of identify like who's the demographic you're trying to help first or who you're trying to provide that support to. Um, and then from there, you can kind of really strategize, uh, you know, your plan of attack. But um, that's the reason why we did it in, in such a way with OC. It's like the community is very heavily involved. So not only are, you know, you're getting the community to rally behind the tape itself to get people to, you know, enjoy the music, come up and mint the music. They pick the song. So it's like they curate their very own, you know, personal mixtape you know for the community and they get it but not only that it's like the songs that don't make it on the tape right that have also garnished attention these artists have potential to just drop them on their own and we saw people actually do that so it's like you're raising awareness and you're gaining hype for the initial project but it also gains hype for the rest of the other projects that come out of you know, the, the tape, cause all these artists work together on other music that isn't even some that they don't even submit. Right. Uh, so that's the real intention. And I think that I believe from what I was able to see, like we definitely made an impact with the initial tape. Uh, I hope to make even more of an impact with the second one. Um, and that impact, I want me personally, what a couple of things that I, I wish to see, I wish to see like implemented, you know, by our impact is, you know, an assist with artists getting to and fro uh, their IRL events, uh, maybe assist with helping their setup, help build their setup. Uh, maybe, you know, they, some of their funds can be invested in marketing for themselves on different social medias. Um, 
or even just uh, paying for smart contract, minting, deploying smart smart contracts and shit like that. So uh, ultimately, I, I believe that the impact can be a lot better, but the perception has to be uh, more of a cycle, right? So instead of it just being like you're just drawing funds out of the market, it's more of a cycle. So, you know, you put them back into the artists who put them back into the you know blockchain and, you know, it's it should be reoccurring, right? People are collecting, taking that money to invest right back into more uh, stuff that they can build for themselves. It doesn't necessarily have to end up still on the blockchain. I just think that taking it out, taking out of the market is worse than, you know, trying to at least continue that replenishment slash onboard every project. So, I mean, in theory, you should be gaining more traction, right? But we know how the market goes. So, I don't know. It's very interesting. Like, I've never heard of someone doing this before, Sweet. So, uh, I'm, I'm actually very interested to see. I'm going to go. I'm going home to go check my fucking wallet right now, actually. To be honest with you, so I can find out. You know what I'm saying? Pick me up some eat. You know what I'm saying? We go slide on some NFTs, you know? But that's the point, right? Right. Exactly. Like you find money in the couch cushions. Like what happens if the next time you were scrolling on lens and you see a Dragon post, you had the Matic in your wallet to buy it. Like what happens if that money just showed up and like, what happens? What, what, what changes if this money is just enough? What happens if you wanted to make your first music NFT, you've been a collector. And then all of a sudden when you show up to decent or some website on Polygon, like, Oh wow. I didn't realize I had Matic in my wallet. It just showed up because you don't need a lot of Matic to be able to do stuff and it can make an impact. And especially on places down here in Latin America, I think like there, there are barriers to entry in terms of using this tech. And if I can just airdrop a little bit of money in their wallet that could potentially make an impact, the, the, the space I think I'm curious about with both Dragon and Paperhand, like Paperhand, it sounds like you guys are talking about this another side of like, okay, it's cool to add more people onto the split. Last split was 22. This one's about to be 30 if we earn the same amount of money on the last drop as this drop, that's going to mean that my cut on the split is going to go down and ETH prices are down probably from the last one. So does that mean that everybody's not going to be able to eat as much as they were? In Dragon, I think the same thought of like, are you going to deplete the value over time? If I've got 500 people on the split, am I making a meaningful impact on any single one of them? Or would it be better if I only had a couple people on the splits that are the key contributors? And it feels kind of like a scale. Like if we've got this scale where you've got the number of recipients, if you got the number of res- if you increase the weight of the value of the number of recipients, you're going to decrease the value that each person's going to get. Whereas if you lower the weight of the number of recipients, going to increase that value. The the question I want to pose to both Dragon and Paperhand, and maybe Watcher if his hands up, is how how does changing this potentially tweak the outcome of the project overall? Like. How could the results of, of your sale potentially be different on the Outsiders Collective if I was on this project and instead of you selling, like what if you could reach out to 500 people and say, hey, you're going to get paid for this. Just wanted to let you know. Also, you're going to get a little bit of a discount. Could you potentially 100x the number of sales you have on an open edition drop? Could you potentially sell 10 times more because there are people on the split to potentially like increase the pie overall? So I see you unmuted, Paperhand. Go ahead. Yeah, so... It's funny that you asked me this because um, for the people that have heard me talk my shit um, in the space, I am actually an avid person that is against giving your royalties away. Uh, uh, I think that as a creative, it is like one of your only privileges that you are entitled to um, for creation. Now, 
that doesn't mean that it can't be utilized in a different type of strategy. Uh, and one that's actually making my brain tick. I, I think it really depends on your execution, right? Because it depends on what the, the, you know, the level of quality and everything else that you put into this piece. And that would require more of like uh, a test of water, an icebreaker type of piece um, that would serve as like your utility until, you know, you start to get, you know, the actual value. Um, but maybe it, there's a lot of other factors that still have to be in a, have to be in effect. And at that point, it's like, you know, some of the, some of those variables, you know, like the market itself and, and how much, you know, volume is moving through, you know, certain communities or, or whatever. It's like, you know, at a certain point, you know, it, it doesn't even become about the strategy. You know, sometimes those variables are the strongest pieces uh, of timing and, and, and everything. So it, potentially it just depends on how effective your marketing is for the icebreaker uh, NFT that you're going to put out. Right. Um, and how effect, how effective your consistent marketing is on the actual second project, I would say. So, you know, it would be in your best interest to continuously push this other piece. Um, and that might put actually an extra battery in your back, but it could also be another source of anxiety for some creatives. Cause then they feel like, fuck, I gotta, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta get this monkey off my back. I, I have to market for this other project, you know, otherwise these other people are gonna be like, where's my money. And, um, you know, some people don't want to deal with that. So it's, it's about your strategy and like your, your own intention, what you see for yourself in this space and, and, and what you want to execute on, like how you want to be activated in this space. So if that's something like you, you feel confident in your abilities and, and you feel like, okay, I want more holders, you know, to have uh, exposed uh, to be exposed to me, um, then it could, could potentially work. Yeah. I mean, but it's all about your marketing at that point. Like you, it's gotta be effective and it's gotta be consistent. Um, in my opinion, Watcher, I know you've been patient. Paper hand, real quick, last question. What is an icebreaker NFT? I like the term. I'm curious if you can define it for me real quick. Okay, so it's a term that I just made up here in a second, fucking, uh, you know, in the seconds. But what I what I would qualify it as, a lot of people, um, you know, drop like utility tokens, right? So they'll drop like a token or an orb or whatever the fuck. And it's not necessarily representative of music or any creative process. It's just a token to represent value within the community, right? But it's also something that could be a placeholder for, okay, these are my 500 people that are going to get, you know, um, royalties from this, this, and this activation of NFTs or whatever. So, I mean, that, that's, how I would, that's how I would attack it. Like, um, it would be multiple, right? So you, maybe, the, maybe the icebreaker is a free mint, like you're doing, um, so all you requires is your participation. And then the other, the actual project is what the icebreaker alludes to. So it's like, okay, we're, for example, it'd be like, okay, we're going to drop this NFT, uh, that we've been working on for holders to have. And these people will get the pros that, you know, a portion of the royalties from this project. Right. Uh, it would be definitely very, it would be a fucking nightmare to do it with outsiders because also you're trying to get the artist paid. So, you know, I would never want to give away any of their royalties and that, unless everybody is on fucking board and, and is adamant and convicted in that direction. Um, 
but I'll be damned if uh, if it doesn't make you think. That's a good question. <laughs> Go ahead, watch Audi. Thank you for being patient. No, all good, all good. I think there were some really great points mentioned. And I would kind of start off with the first question you have, like the balance between kind of like number of recipients versus like how much value they actually get. I'd say kind of like right now, um, because this is more of an experiment to see kind of like how you can distribute UBI and not necessarily about the amount, right? I think uh, in terms of impact, the impact is bigger if the, the number of recipients is higher, even though the kind of absolute value that each recipient would get would be lower. But because we're not talking about like each recipient getting hundreds or thousands of dollars anyways, um, I think that's not really kind of like the 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 main the main problem here which is why i would say like at the end of the day i think the experiment is more successful if you can include more people even if that means that people will get maybe a few cents less than they would if there would there was less people so that was kind of like the first question the second one that was mentioned was really interesting too i think like when it comes to utility one of the points that that i see a lot and have seen a lot over the recent months is like you got to be incredibly careful um, with what kind of utility you, you you promise to potential future collectors, right? And that's not just like obviously you gotta like uh, stay within your within your lane and like promise stuff that you can actually deliver. But the the good old rule that I remember from like the times before music NFTs when PFPs were still kind of like the the, the dominant um, medium was like. Um, under promise over deliver right like maybe start with very little promises and stuff that's like in in no no way how kind of like the project goes is something that's uh achievable and realistic and if things kind of like uh actually really take off then there's obviously a lot more you can provide but i would be very careful kind of like communicating that openly because a lot of people in the space have like an attention span that doesn't even last three seconds so you'll start saying this is something that we might do in the future if everything goes well and they'll just hear okay like i'll get this if i collect and then like two months later they'll they'll be in your twitter dms and like oh my god you're such a scam and everything so that's like the the, the point that i just think like for musicians and a lot of musicians like don't necessarily understand this yet in the space because they see it more as a tool for marketing and then when it actually comes to delivering it's always like oh well but that was like two months ago right um and it's like no like people remember this sort of stuff and it just looks very very bad um if you promise tons of things and then only deliver half um and on the other hand, I think it's always great if you get like very little promise and then the person over delivers, right? Like if you can bring additional utility, I think that's that 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 hits even harder. Um and the last point I think that Paperhand mentioned, which was really good, is obviously you're always kind of like um subjected to the market conditions, right? Like if things turn in, in a dramatically different direction in three months, then yeah, your project might be popping even though nothing really changed from kind of like the project perspective itself. So I think that's also for like longer projects like yours that, that are aimed to be like a whole year. I think that's always important to remember, but I know I don't need to tell you that. Um, the, the only thing that I would say about that one too is if you're doing a project that lasts for a year, there needs to be enough variety and kind of like switches in the middle to keep people interested. Because if you're doing the same thing every week for a year, 
um, most people will have probably tuned out by week four or week five, even if they're really interested in the project at large, just because there's so much noise and other stuff going on 24-7 that un the unfortunate reality is even if you have something amazing and you could be doing the same thing every week, people will probably lose interest um, and the attention levels will go down just because that's, that's how it is, right? That's how the world works. Um, but yeah, I still think it's, it's really cool and I definitely love to love to help out if there is any way I can help out. Best way you can help out is by replying with your address so that you can start to get paid so that this experiment will document money flowing through your wallet as part of it happening. Cause like each week is a new opportunity to just reaffirm who is getting paid, who's part of the community. And I think the, the thing that, that spoke to me about what you just said, watcher, See, we got someone requesting. I want to make sure that I get them up. Oh, we lost paper hands. Paper hands coming back up, I think. Um, was the market conditions changing? And just how do you how do you capitalize on that? Like everybody that's in this room right now has been here through at least the past cycle, um, and we're all we're all still here because we want to take advantage of the upswing. And so I feel like there's two kind of routes to capitalize. There's like a scissor route or a Frank Ocean or a Kendrick Lamar where you're shipping a project like once every half decade to decade. And when it drops, it's a super meaningful drop and it sells out because of that. And then there's like the Drake drop. That's like, he's dropping every month with a new feature and every year he's putting out a full project and he's always putting out music. And so like, I'm, I feel like I lean more on the Drake side where I'm shipping every week. And if it's going to be an up week, I'm going to capitalize on that week because I'm shipping every week. And then as a result of that, there's going to be like three or four projects that just like don't hit. And I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm cool with shipping something that doesn't sell anything or something that only sells three or four copies. Um, but I, I think that's going to depend on each artist. And I think what's important is that like last week, I've been running this experiment for 2023. And last week, uh, I had a couple people that were up on stage and I had to find a co-host. This week, I didn't really make time to get a co-host in place. And I feel like the people that are here, I have a lot of respect for in the space. And it sounds like more of you are hearing about this, whether or not you've been in this actual space. And so it sounds like I'm getting the gears turning. And like, that's the goal is like, what does it look like if Sweets, if Sweetman.eth focuses on universal basic income for all of 2023? If this is just the mantra I chant, whether or not my individual implementation is successful, if this is the North Star I'm building towards and I'm making space for musicians to ask about this, powerful people like Steph Guerrero or Paper Him Poppy from Other Siders or D Fresh, who's just very active in Web3 music. Sagrado, my favorite in CC0, Dragon of the Meeting. Like you guys are people that, that have a lot of weight in my community of Web3 music. And just the fact that you guys are coming up and I can hear your emotions when you talk and I can hear your questions when you ask them or your critiques when you think I can do better. Like, this is, this is all I care for. Like, I just want to be building with y'all and hearing your feedback and just iterating. And if y'all don't find this idea inspiring, let me know. Like, I can iterate in June and we can drop this universal basic income thing. Or maybe we call it something else if this meme is too triggering and universal basic income doesn't make people happy. Like, we can change the meme. But um, I'm really loving building with y'all. And I've been venting for a little bit. We've got 20 minutes left in the space before I got to start heading over to yoga. Steph, I don't know who was up first, but Steph has her hand up and it's the first time she's had her hand up. So I would, I'm just going to prioritize Steph because this is my space and I can do that. Go ahead, Steph. Hey, sweet. I actually, I really love this idea and I love what everyone's talking to. And I 
kind of see this idea of UBI akin to like paying taxes. Um, and I know that, you know, governments themselves have their own tax structures, but I often find that it's um, unfortunately, you know, governments kind of spend in whatever they deem is the priority, whereas like here you would put in kind of, you know, in this case, you're splitting everything evenly. But, you know, I could see artists just basically creating a split where like, say, 10% of their whatever there is going to this pool that is this universal basic income. And for me, I kind of see more like the bigger picture. And I like this idea of every artist getting supported, whether they're dropping or not. And, you know, there's going to be artists that are going to attract a ton of attention, but the artists that are kind of like creating and don't have a lot of resources, they're not going to be able to create as freely as, you know, someone like that. But if they had something to rely on, like, like a little kind of safety net, that would be helpful. So I like this idea of the sort of like web three tax that supports creators to continue to create um, and to have the creators themselves choose how this fund is being spent, um, whether it's on themselves or, you know, whether they want to just keep it in the community. I like this idea of the universal basic income, and I think it could be really interesting because I want people to worry about creating and not any other things, you know, and it it is really frustrating for me to see tweets go out of like, hey, I have an issue with my car, I need help from the community, when we can just have something, a treasury there that's already there that helps people. I don't know. I was just thinking about it um, in, in such a way. And I don't know if governments in the future could um, kind of adopt something like this or, or even, you know, this could be like a tax write-off. But I think that would be amazing. Like, that's the future I want to live in. Watcher, paper hand. I'm not sure which one of you two are first, if one of you wants to help. Go ahead, Watcher. I think it was Watcher. Yeah, he had his hand first. Thank go you ahead. very much. I, I would have let you go first, but all good. Um, yeah, uh, kind of like what, what, what I think about this and the point you mentioned as well um is like the this this market obviously moves in cycles right and unlike kind of like the traditional music industry um even if you don't change as an artist or or anything changes about like what you're doing things just change because the users move away right and the users are ultimately also either already part of your community or potential community members right so there's there's no one who can say okay i'm i'm completely independent from market cycles on the other hand there's been a, a lot of really successful people kind of like uh having their their biggest success in web3 over the recent months so that's also not necessarily a factor that kind of like means okay you can't like have any success in a bear market but the way i see it and just like coming from the perspective of someone who's been through a bunch of cycles is the one unique aspect with web3 in these cycles is that every cycle kind of has their its own opportunities right um and i think like Obviously, everyone sees opportunities in a bull market when money's coming in and, and tons of new people are coming in and like everything's going crazy. But there's just as many, if not more, opportunities in a bear market. And I think the best thing every artist or anyone who really puts out stuff on chain, um, even builders um, in this space can do is like prepare for the bull market, right? And what does prepare for the bull market mean? It means building out your community as strongly as possible because most of the times from what I've seen, the, the people and projects who actually succeed like tremendously in the bull market, not like have like little level of success, but actually like go through the roofs are the ones who have like prepared an incredibly strong community to take them that way once the market opens up. Right. Um, 
I think that's usually the, the, the best kind of like position to put yourself in for when the growth comes, because then you'll have all these diehard fans who, who have been there with you, like through the quiet months, who will really kind of like um, hit the drums and, and go out there for you, promote your stuff, get everyone you in, tell them like, I had the best last six months in this community while everyone was gone. That's the position you want to be in for when the market takes off. And no one can take you when the tell you when the market takes off again. But you can start kind of like you should have started doing that if you're an artist already the previous months. And if you haven't, you should start doing that right now because the bull market can come back in a month or in three months or in a year. Right. But you're going to be prepared when it happens. And other people are only going to start doing all these things when the bull market comes because they're like, oh, there's so many people now. Now it makes sense to kind of engage my community, right? Before it was only 20 people. Well, that's kind of like the wrong attitude because those 20 people would actually take you much further in the bull market if you would have engaged them before. Um, so, yeah, I think that's like there's obviously no way for a musician to control how the market is going. But you can always make sure to best use the opportunities that present themselves to you. And right now is the time to be building. Like if you're a builder, you build apps. If you're an artist, you build your community. Um, and that that's what you can be doing right now. And then I think you'll you'll be in a really, really good position once the market opens up again and you're kind of like set up for for the growth that's coming and to benefit from that growth as well. Because your your structures, your community is already prepared for that, right? y'all are hitting i'm just gonna pass it on to paper hand keep it going you know that's the exact reason why why i wanted to start an outsider collective right is because you get into the space as a builder as a creative um and you're tasked with no matter what i i, and I always go as far to say is no matter what you do in this space you're gonna have to curate and, and, and collect that that community right you're gonna have to create that shit no matter what you're doing right so I, I believe the strongest selling point, no matter what it is, no matter what the fuck it is on the blockchain, off the blockchain, the strongest compelling factor, in my opinion, to get to sell anything is culture, right? You have to establish a culture. If there's an, if there's an established culture around a community, it'll be a lot easier to, to leverage it right together right because people believe and they and they let their passions kind of come together when it's with it's a part of the culture now building a place where consumers know no matter what i can go to outsiders and pick up an nft from one of the hundreds of artists that 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 exists or that identify as as an outsider right and eventually actually sweetman already knows because we done sat down and talked to him about it but one of our visions, one of my visions in this space is to create um, a tool set, right? Uh, a utility set for, for, for creatives, not just musicians or artists, right? I wanted to create something that people can go to, like kind of would operate a similar to in a manifold type of way where you can go in and inject your yourself into one of these templates, drop your fucking whatever it is, right? Um, and I don't know if you cut it with this, but you just sparked something in my brain, right? Utilizing, if you combine UBI with a set of tools, kind of like Steph just said, where people, you know, that, that, that piece that you're going to be taking for letting people mint and utilizing the template goes back to a fund where it's just for assistance for artists support, you know, in, in, in every, in any capacity, potentially getting and garnishing more tools, um, off the market for them to have access to. Uh, 
And that's ultimately what I think is, is should be one of our goals, right? Is kind of as much as we can minimize, minimizing that barrier. So that's something that I'm definitely going to talk to Omo about, to be honest with you, and see how can we apply this, this train, this mode of thinking, like, um, to something. It doesn't have to be to everything because I'd be preaching that you don't need to give your royalties to anybody. And I, and I still believe that. I'm never going to not believe that. Uh, I don't care what anybody fucking says. I don't give a shit about CCO or anything. Like, I believe that people who create deserve every cent of their royalties. And if you decide to give some of those away, that's you're well within your capacity to do that and to make that executive decision. But having something that acts as a bit of relief um, as well as something that is continuously self-building, self-investing uh, to, to, to just build a better creative universe. Um, that's what the fuck I want, right? So, um, and Sweet Man knows it because <laughs> he done sat down with us, but that's what that's ultimately what I want to do. So this is a good idea, I think. Um, it depends on how you apply it. Your application is 100%, but in a with a structure, right, we built a foundation that, is basically people just creating, people applying themselves together. Uh, and after they're done, after we're done with the mixtape cycle, people have music, people have content, people done went out to the, to, to the, you know, to the conference that's usually at the end of the mixtape cycle um, to perform their music from the tape. And that's exactly what we've done the last two conferences. NFT NYC, we headlined an event for Loser Club, motherfucking uh, Basil. We went to two different events. Uh, I wish it could be more, but that's the goal, right? And if you're having something that's consistent, consistently building itself, building upon itself, it'd be a lot easier to be like, hey, here's $400, get your ass to motherfucking LA. Here's $600, get your ass to motherfucking East Denver. You know what I'm saying? Or here's some, you know what I mean? Like that. that's the kind of, and it, that's, those are small cases, right? Because that's just activations, but you, there's there's much more that you can do if it's consistently growing. So I got to, um, I got to bounce because I actually have a meeting with OC in like nine minutes and I got to take care of my daughter. So I appreciate the conversation, Sweetman and Steph for real. Uh, I love you guys. Dragon, please send me that picture of you in the accordion that you said you was going to send me. Uh, you never sent it to me. So there's that. Have a good one, Paperhand. Thank you for coming up. And, uh, well, so the question, I was going to ask a question to Paperhand about collective payouts. Um, but Dragon, I was also potentially going to phrase it to you. And so last 10 minutes in the room, just letting everybody know, we've got eight minutes till we're closing up the space. I know I'm usually pretty bad about replying in DMs and when people tag me. And so if you have any question you want to pose to me, uh, engineering, anything that you're building out with ChellRx or Decent or anything, feel free to request, come up and ask, because in these last 10 minutes... I just I want to make a little bit of time for anyone that's here that has been needing my time. I'm here. I'm accessible. Just raise your hand. Come on up and talk. Uh, go ahead, watcher. Yeah, I want to. I actually want to schedule a call with you because you're actually really hard to reach through DMs. So, um, yeah, if you're if you're giving me the opportunity right now, um, I'd I'd actually do it right now. Or you just tell me where you, where I can reach you easier. Let's chat right now. If you're cool talking in public, let's all good, let's all good. Yeah. My schedule is still pretty free. Um, what time zone are you in, sweet man? Ah, scheduling a meeting. Um, I'm in Buenos Aires, so two two hours ahead of Eastern time. Current time for me is five thirty so p.m. 
5 30 p.m oh i see i see i see okay um yeah i'm in pst um but that's no problem at all i'll just schedule early um what a... days for you would still you... work like this week next oh, week i'm pretty me? free uh, we definitely need to chat um that's funny. We're going to keep this in the podcast if you're listening. Yeah, absolutely. Guys. Um, so tomorrow I'm check it out. D- decently flexible. Are you available at 12 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow? Um, tomorrow. No, tomorrow is pretty bad, unfortunately. Tomorrow I'm already full. Um, but every other day that this week would work um, except for tomorrow. How's 2 p.m. Eastern time Wednesday? 2 p.m. Eastern time Wednesday. Let me see that that doesn't correlate with like a space we're doing, but I think it doesn't. So two is. Yeah, that works. Right. Wednesday, 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 right Wednesday now I'm typing two. into the calendar invite. So Wednesday the first, right? Wednesday the first. What's your email? Awesome. Um, Watcher ETH ten at Gmail. Watcher ETH. Please, at everyone listening, don't send me any requests for lens profiles to my email. Like my Twitter DMs are already a mess. Um, if I see an email from anyone like asking for lens profiles, it's not going to happen. You should have just gotten the invite. Let me know if you didn't get it. All right. We've got five minutes left in the space. If anyone else has any questions, feel free to request and come up. If I don't see any hands or any requests, I'm going to ask a question to Dragan about the impact of collective payouts. So Dragan, you're building out the, the meeting and it sounds like you're thinking a little bit about collective payouts but i'm curious like as you're building out the meeting how are you viewing collective payouts and uh, have you thought at all about the impact of it or is it a little a little early for the meeting to have these thoughts so so this <clears throat> i i've been thinking about it and um at the moment it's been interesting just because like you you th- this type of strategy usually works uh in the form of growth hacking because obviously like if you have a bunch of people minting out pretty much you have to make sure that people outside of the community mint out so that the people that are in the community that have their wallets get paid a lot more than what they put in otherwise um there's like the other two options where it's like you have people in the community that put their wallets in but they didn't mint and then like people actually get less out of it than what they put in. And then there's like the other option where, which is like way more rare where everybody puts in money and then we just get the same money back. So it's like um, making it make sure that it's not structured like an MLM without saying that it's an MLM. Um, That's my only concern with that. And uh, making sure that like the value that's coming in is coming from other sources than just mints purely that's that's my two cents for that because like i like when it comes to like this uh ubi stuff it's 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 really interesting but like you have to tackle it from like the most fundamental level of like how the money's gonna run and like that's like everybody likes to talk about it and likes to think like that it's a good idea, but like you got to figure out how, because like eventually here's the thing universal it's, it's, it's eventually everybody's getting paid eventually. So it's like, you can't, you can't rely on 
And that, and that's why at the beginning I said it's good for growth hacking because it means that like you're going to have other people, you know, recruiting. This is where I'm trying to like avoid the MLM type of thing to associate with this because it's like you're having other people recruiting into the ecosystem so that they can also mint and then, you know, more people get money. So it's like that that's the only thing that like um, would probably need a little bit more of a value proposition so that it like makes more sense from investors standpoint or uh or anything like that because like i i know it probably has a lot of good value to it um but it's it's yeah that's that's all i agree 100 percent um i am not good with business models or marketing models and (laughs) uh as per the last week i earned a total of nine dollars and distributed that to 500 people so if, if anyone's thinking of hiring me for financial reasons please reconsider I I I I would love to have more conversations with you about like an ideal state and like what what I could change or what we could try to to do something something bigger. Um, But I feel like this is a a great time to probably wrap up. Um, Maybe I'll open it up to both of you. You guys are the last people on stage. Any any concluding thoughts on on your thoughts? Both both of you. I think this is the first time I've been able to talk to you about the idea and the project in general. Steph and Dragon. Any closing thoughts from y'all in terms of what your thoughts are, or maybe a shill if y'all have a shill, um, wrapping up with both of y'all? Um, I, I'll just say I'm more than open to talk about these ideas and see how that can work for the future. Um, so if you ever want to talk about it, just let me know. Um, my DMs are open. But um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're planning some stuff out for the meeting, so feel free to follow the meeting at the meeting web three. Um, we're going to be planning some stuff uh, pretty soon. So just be ready for that. Um, we have Twitter spaces Monday through Friday, 6 PM EST. That's, that's all I'm going to show. <laughs> and um, well, I'm right now working on Legato and we have tons of ideas with the community. So if anyone wants to reach out, send me a DM, I'll send you a Calendly. We want to show you what we've worked on so far, which is already live on the Mumbai testnet, so you can see it work. Um, That's one thing. And then the second thing is, um, please do not send me any lens requests. For some reason, people keep sending them to me, um, so don't do that. Thank you all for tuning in. Viva la musica.